right, what's going on? Welcome to Kinell and Bell on this Thursday. Big show we got lined up. We're going to have our buddy Skillet. Emery's going to join us to help us with uh, some of our picks, our breakdowns uh, throughout the game, NFL and college football. We got Raja versus Reference to finish off the show, and I cannot wait. We got something we're going to try where we're going to look at some players' shooting forms. Okay. Lonzo, Markel Fultz, yeah. uh, Ben Simmons. They have revamped their shooting techniques, their shooting form. I can't wait to get your take on that uh, and see. We'll break that down a little bit later in the show. To start off, I don't love doing preview mode, but it's one of those days where there's just there's not like a glaring story that's like, hey, we got to lead the show with this. And it is a pretty compelling Thursday night football game sure. between the Rams and the Seahawks for kind of different reasons. One team in the L.A. Rams coming off the of Super Bowl – was pegged to be the best team in the NFC. They come out, start off strong. They lose last week to the Tampa Bay Bucks. They give up 55 points. Jared Goff has a slew of turnovers. Um, Todd Gurley looks like a shell of himself all of a sudden. And they're like, all right, what's what's going? What's wrong with this team? The other team, the Seahawks, I think are totally flying under the radar. I think Russell Wilson is an MVP candidate. And I think this is going to be a thoroughly entertaining game. So I love it from that standpoint. When I tell you, and I actually did take a bet on this, mm-hmm. because I think there was some value in it, that Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP, you say what? Possibly. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't, wouldn't have been the first name um, or one of the first four names I would have spit out prior to the season. Um, but I'm not surprised because. Russell Wilson is the, he does it with anyone you give him. Like seriously, he's out there. Will Disley is is like a fantasy uh, um, tight end right now, right? You know what I mean? Like a guy. He was a what was he? A, a defensive end yeah. in college. Like yep. he goes out there. He is of the elite type of quarterback. So whatever you give him, you're throwing to DK Metcalf, you're throwing to guys that uh, Tyler Lockett. Like you, he give him something, he makes it work. So yep. not surprising that he would be in the conversation. All right. So obviously. You would say, well, what's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? And there's nothing wrong with Patrick Mahomes. He has picked up right where he left off last year. I don't know. I If you said, hey, you have to bet $1,000, there's no odds, just who's going to win it, I would say, give me Patrick sure. Mahomes. Um, I kind of was looking for some value. I wish I had done this because there was much better value on Russell Wilson to start the season before the season started. And I actually did my preseason picks. I said, I think Russell Wilson is going to win the MVP before, but I didn't Ooh. take it as a bet. So Kind of mad about scared money. I was. Don't make I money. was. Now I could still get ten to one odds, which is pretty good. But he's ahead of Carson Wentz, who's really playing well for the Eagles. Lamar Jackson, who was off on fire start, has kind of come back a little bit to reality. Dak Prescott. Again, some of these odds are going to fluctuate a lot, so I think you could sneak in some value. Christian McCaffrey's a guy who's been on fire. His team hasn't been very good um, after the slow start they had. Dak Prescott. They struggled offensively versus New Orleans, so he probably drops down. I think he still has a very legitimate chance. And you got two of the best of all time, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady at 25 and 30 to 1, respectively. Those might be some value plays there. Just yeah. saying, hey, once everything, all these other guys kind of, you know, everything, the dust settles, those there's a pretty good chance those two guys are going to be still standing at the end of the season. I think you're 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 safe bet. Just like odds. Aside, like I get you're trying to make money on it. Yeah. But the only real one that's going to make you some money is the one at the top. Like Patrick Mahomes, If, 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 if unless there's some catastrophic injuries that plague Kansas City or, you know, Andy Reid slips into a coma or something <laughs> like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's going to win the MVP. Or 
I guess the only way is, and this is kind of what I was hoping for. It's hard to go back to back. Like voters don't like to give it, you well, know. Like, and I think that's dumb. And I think you could give well, it when, to the wrong guy sometimes. When the separation that. is is that great? When yeah. there's that great of a gap between one and and two? And right now, there's not like Russell Wilson is right behind him. Like, I right. don't know, 400 yards less, two TDs less. Um, you know, passer rating is right there. If you had a guy like Russell Wilson, but you know, I feel like he'll fall off the pace before before Kansas City and Mahomes falls off the pace. And then with the other ones like Rodgers and 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 Brady, mm-hmm. they would have to step up the pace. And I don't really see their teams like getting exponentially better offensively. Do you know what I mean? I just think there's going to be too big of a gap. I think there's one way that Russell Wilson has a chance. We already expected the Chiefs to be good this year. Mm-hmm. So it'll be like, oh, yeah, he's doing what he's supposed to do. We were talking about the Rams, the Saints. Uh, the Cowboys, not a lot of people were pegging the Seahawks. If he can have a type of season where the NFC um, in Seattle wins their division right. over the Rams, over the 49ers who are really good, if they could kind of be that number one seed in the NFC, I think then all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe Russell Wilson is the difference maker, and okay. that's why he deserves an MVP vote. I don't know. It's still a long shot, but I still think it's it's a worthy discussion because I think we give away the awards too early. Sure. And, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to win it, but I do think if you wanted to find some value, it would be in him. On the flip side of this game – the LA Rams, I mentioned them coming out, taking care of business, and yet they had the big letdown last week. And you know, there is a conversation going around around Sean McVay where some of it's not, not even his fault when you look at some of the hires that were out of the tree and you're like, well, those guys were supposed to be good. I don't think that's fair to pin on Sean McVay. But the offense has not been as impressive as it was last year where through four games last year, they were 4-0, and they had a 73-point uh, point differential and this year they're three and one but more interestingly is their three-point differential so they haven't been quite the dominant force that they were as an offense last year which i think is probably a combination of a few factors you know i think it's it's yeah golf has regressed a little bit todd Gurley, it's there's something off with him when you look at the amount or lack of times he's getting opportunities and they can say all they want through the offseason he's fine he's fine he's fine when he is not I – mean, he was in the conversation for MVP just two years ago. All right. And all of a sudden, he looks like a shell of himself. That is a different player, and that's going to have a huge impact on this team. If he isn't himself, and they know that in the building, um, that's that's one set of circumstances. I, I will say, though, you know, he came out of the gate with almost 100 yards. They were running him, I don't know, roughly 15, 16 times a game. Mm-hmm. Um and then last week, it was a huge drop-off to five, but he caught seven passes, and they were behind in the game against Tampa, so you're not going to be able to run the ball as much, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something to that. But let's say they know he's not himself. We have to protect him. We need to preserve him so he's better down the stretch than he was last year. That's one conversation. Uh, short of that, then I, you know I'm left to believe that they've kind of misjudged exactly what they are because – Jared Goff's success and that offense's success, I believe, was based on the fact that Todd Gurley did what Todd Gurley did, right? right. It was a running the yes. ball type of thing, and then you can get into your play action off of that. It's almost like like our son's teams. If Mike D'Antoni had scripted and, and cultivated this offense and 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 built it, and then you subtracted Sean Marion and and Steve Nash from the equation, or you said, Sean Marion, we're not going to have you run from rim to rim as fast as you can sucking in the defense— and Steve, we're going to take the ball out of your hands and expect that offense to produce the same way. 
you would have missed if you were Mike D'Antoni because you should have known that that offense didn't work without the ball being in Steve Nash's hand and without having Sean Marion going rim to rim as a rim run threat, right? Yeah. Like, so if it's that case scenario, then McVay, you're on the hook for this because it's your offense and you should have known that the beauty of it, the reason it popped the way it did was because of the threat of Todd Gurley and Todd Gurley doing what he could do. Um, but again, if you know he's not himself and you're trying to preserve him, different conversation. Jared Goff is really an interesting kind of case study right now of what do you do with your quarterback, right? They decided to pay him before the season. They didn't have to. Um, they made him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And hey, you're saying, if you're the Rams, you're saying, hey, he took us to the Super Bowl. We were yeah. close. Had a couple bad games down the stretch, but he took us to the Super Bowl. We were this close. Um he didn't look great towards the end of last season, several games, versus the Bears, the better defenses. Sure. He didn't look great. The Bears, he had, I think, four picks. It was not pretty. You could just tell. He didn't look comfortable. The Super Bowl, he didn't look comfortable. Missed a couple throws there. I still, my, the surprise to me was that they paid him this early. Why not just let it run its course? But now that they've made this decision, like, all right, was this a mistake? And I still think it's too early to tell. Um, clearly, they see him every day. They see the intangibles. They see work ethic. They see... Um, how does he interact with his teammates? Do his teammates respond to him? And that's been yes for a while. I just, there's something about it when you look at Jared Goff. I just, I wish I would, I would have seen more. And he's over. You could say it like we were beating around the bush. He's, <laughs> he, he's, he doesn't, he's a good quarterback. He probably doesn't deserve the type of money he got, mm -hmm. right? Like that's what you're saying. Yeah. He's good. So there's nothing wrong with him. Like it's not like he's not capable, but he's probably not like a saddle him up and ride us to the promised land type quarterback. Yeah. I would say for me, if I was going to make that type of a payday, which the Eagles made to Carson Wentz not that long before, which is I think why the Rams did it. They're like, hey, they paid their guy. Why don't right. we pay ours? Carson Wentz has the talent to be an MVP. He was there. He was having an MVP season before he got hurt and the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. I still think Carson Wentz has that talent. Dak Prescott. A lot of people might say this is crazy, but coming into the season, I like Dak Prescott. He's showcasing the ability to be an MVP talent. So if the Cowboys say, hey, we're going to pay him, I have no problem with that. I don't think Jared Goff has MVP talent in his tank anywhere. I would say, listen, I, I, I would say that I put Dak Prescott in the same conversation with Jared Goff. Like, I don't know that he's special. Um, to that level, like that's rare air when you're talking about guys that, that are, that good um that's not every quarterback just like it's not every point guard just like it's not every you know i don't know pitcher you're, you're talking about a rare error so dak but but you know like i know it's it's about timing right and when your turn comes up you know um in the market to to seek fair market value and so jared goff was a beneficiary of that the same way dak prescott if they have a great season this year will be the beneficiary of that i would i would make the case you know even after dak got paid that that maybe you know not worth all of that money. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a pure talent, but yeah. it, it happens. It does. Uh, who you like in the game? I'm going to take the Seahawks playing at home. Oh, I'm taking the Seahawks playing at home. Yeah, all right. for sure. We both on that one. That, the amount of confidence you heard right there tells you you should take the Rams. Uh, there was, <laughs> right? I mean, just fade that. Anytime anybody's that sure, go the other way. Um, there was an interesting story, um, from the Chicago Bears. Yeah. So Roquan Smith missed their last game, uh, due to personal reasons. It kind of flew under the radar. Um, not many people thought much about it, but then now that he's back, he had a chance to talk to the media uh -huh. and the media was peppering him at his locker saying, all right, well, what happened? And he's like, it was a personal issue. I decided not to play. Um, okay. We're not going to go there. Um, listen to the way he handled the media and how much they peppered him about this. You okay. can listen for yourself. 
Yeah, like Coach said, it was a um, personal reason, and uh, <clears throat> that's behind us now. So just focused on uh, getting better this week and uh, moving on to Oakland. Was it about your family or anything like that? or? Uh, well, that goes beside the point of being personal. So mm-hmm. it's personal, so we're going to leave it at that. Uh, thank you. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Uh, it was personal. Uh, it's behind me, so more so just – Looking forward to um, getting better today out at practice and um, going back to work with my guys. I will play this week. You will play this week. (laughs) All right, so that was cut up and spliced a little bit because there were at least four or five attempts to try. You heard the one guy saying, well, was it family related? And he's like, well, that would be personal if it was. Of or concerning one's private life, relationships, (laughs) and emotions rather than matters connected to one's public or professional career. Yes. The definition a personal. Yes. Why do I look, Do you think we should know? No. You have no business. You unless he wants you to know, you have no right to know. All yeah, right. You have the, no right to know. All right. Well, here's and I I agree with the premise of it, but here's where you could run into some problems if you're the Bears or the NFL. Okay. So why why do we have a right to know if a guy tore his ACL or not? You know, like, we we really don't. I don't think you but do. There's a, but there's a rule by the NFL that mandates you have to release injuries. Okay. And you have to tell what they are. There's de- there's questionable, doubtful, probable. Look, like, there's there's yeah. different levels of that. Injury's fine. Yes. When you're dealing with personal matters, mm-hmm. and that's been communicated with your team, and your team has signed off on that, there has to be a, a level of, of privacy for people, even athletes. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Like, you got to allow them to have some privacy, right? So you don't have the right to know. You can know that he wasn't there and it's been excused by the team and the team is fully aware of the situation was and it's an excused absence and now he's back and let's move forward. But if the man says it's personal and he wants to keep it personal, respect that. Like yes. That's what I would say. Get out of his face with the BS. <laughs> and they clearly like, uh, did you have to ask it five times? Serious, ridiculous. One time is fine. Like, hey, if you want to do it. He handled that uh, better than I would have. Oh, yeah, you probably would have lost it uh, at the end there. The only thing I would say to keep an eye on is if the, another team tries to abuse this and all of a sudden you see other teams, hey, he's not playing this week, it's personal, and they're using it to circumvent some of these rules, which, hey, if you have that happen, then it then it happens, whatever right. it is. I know me as a human being, all of a sudden, instantly, I'm trying to say, well, what could it have been? Much like those reporters, but it's not our right to know. It's not, and that's human, that's human nature, but I just right. – you know, I say this all the time, and I know like fans don't love this, but when do we get to a point where everybody's stuff is like it's your right to know? Like, you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, your yeah. business is my right to know. Right? It doesn't have to. You be. know what I mean? It doesn't really. We have live to in be. the society of the Kardashians, reality TV. Everybody has Instagram Live, Facebook Live. Everything's out out there. Maybe some guy just wants to be private, you know, and it should be that way. You should still have that right, right? No matter if you're well, a professional athlete or not. Yeah, and you sh- a guy shouldn't get eviscerated because he chooses to do that, right? Like, right. you could still want to know. Right. Some people are going to give you the answer. For yep. the few that don't want to give it to you, just respect it and keep it moving. Uh, Khalil Mack, the stud defensive end who's incredible, said uh, about his teammate, it's in-house, we know he's going to get better, and we look forward to getting him back out there with us. He will be back on the field this weekend. See, so. the, when, the, that, that little part of that statement there where he says, well, we know he's going to get better. Well, I, that's my. But that's where it, the, yours, like your antenna's going. I You're know. Like, oh, what? That's what they asked in the press. That's what the press was asking him too, and he they kept saying, "Are you better?" And he was like, "Yes." So it it's it is a weird dynamic, right? I don't I I don't even want to speculate. All right, welcome back to Canel and Bell. It's bringing our guy Emery Hunt into the show to help us with some of our picks. Our guy. All right, let's start off 
Raza and I both, like, not even thought about it, said Seattle. We like Seattle at home, laying the one point. Is it going to be a clean sweep, or are you going to give us a reason to take the Rams? No reason here other than you have to trust that Russell Wilson and company will get the job done. So I'm going with you guys with Seattle. Lay the points with the Seahawks. I just can't trust Jared Goff versus pressure. We see him get skittish in the pocket and has gotten progressively worse in the last 14 games. So lay the points with Seattle. All right. Well, no Mitchell Trubisky for the Bears. You got Chase Daniel. They're still laying five. Where are they at? In London against the Bears. Um, What do you think this one looks like? It's funny. We may see an offense that looks better with Chase Daniel at quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. It may not mean that Daniel is a better quarterback than Trubisky, but he moves the offense well. Plus, this game, I think, will be all about defense. So lay the points with with Chicago Chicago against Oakland out there in London. Uh, All right, let's go to the Ravens, who Lamar Jackson's had a little bit of a kind of comeback to reality sort of couple weeks. Uh, Going on the road to play the Steelers, who had an impressive win against an awful Cincinnati team. Uh, The Ravens are the favorite, despite playing on the road, by three and a half. Who do you like? I like the Ravens in this game, so lay the points with Baltimore. The Steelers had to really work hard on Monday night to generate some offense. It looked bad watching them try to generate run plays. Uh, and also try to throw the football vertically down the field. I know the Ravens' defense has been the biggest issue within the last two weeks. I don't think Pittsburgh's offense is good enough to where they can supersede that and and make them pay. So I would trust Baltimore in this ball game. All right, let's move on to some college football, Emory. We got Marshall, uh, the Thunder and Herd, minus four at Middle Tennessee. I like Marshall in this ball game. I just am a fan of Doc Holliday and how he coaches. I think defensively what has happened, they've shot themselves in the foot the last couple of weeks with boneheaded mistakes, penalties. Those mental mistakes became physical ones out there on the field. I think they take care of business against the Blue Raiders. All right, keeping the college game. Maryland had a spot on the national stage on Friday night to possibly pull off an upset against Penn State. They got worked. They got run out of their home stadium. Now, Penn State might be a really good team. Now they get a chance to take out some frustration against Rutgers, who just that seems to be their job because Michigan just took out their frustration on them too. Is do you think we see more of the same? Maryland laying 13 and a half on the road. Absolutely. I was at that Maryland Penn State game Friday night and it looked worse than it did on the scoreboard. So it's almost like this situation when you have Rutgers coming in. It's like when someone is cracking on you, joking on you, and you take it out on the next person that's laughing instead of the person that's actually joking on you. So I'll see that. <laughs> Happened in this ball game. Maryland will beat the brakes off the Scarlet Knights. All right. So Bo Nix, uh, freshman quarterback in Auburn, is going to some tough environments, and he's uh, he showed improved thus far. But it could be another really tough one at Florida. Florida's plus three. Uh, how do you see this thing shaking down? Take Florida in the points in this game. I actually think the Gators are being undervalued right now nationally. I like their running game. I think they play sound defense they can turn the ball over and this is going to be a tough challenge in my opinion for the freshman Bo Nix so I would trust the Gators in this one take the Gators in the points against Auburn I kind of like that pick uh, Kyle Trask who took over Felipe Franks he's more consistent more reliable this type of game that could be ugly and which quarter make quarterback makes the least amount of mistakes and I would lead towards Florida there uh, so a good one uh, Iowa is going into Ann Arbor to take on Michigan uh, oh sorry didn't see that one um what other? So that's all. That's all we got for Emory. Do you want to give a bonus pick? Do you want to go Iowa at Michigan? You got anything on that game? Why not? We can get one more I, you bonus know I have pick. Something on that there one. we you, go. You like that Iowa has balance. And I think defensively, they're going to frustrate that offense of the Wolverines. You look at what Iowa has done over the last couple of weeks. They can play 
uh, any type of game. We've seen them throw the football when they have to. We've seen them be able to run the football. We know they can play consistently good defense. All of that, I think, will just give Michigan problems. So I would lean toward Iowa in this game. Perfect. Good stuff, Emory, man. Appreciate it. We've got a bonus pick today. I love it. Good stuff, man. Good luck on the picks. Have a good weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. All right, that's our buddy Emery Hunt, who joins us every single Thursday. Uh, let's look at some of those college games. I actually kind of gave away my pick in the Auburn at Florida game uh, in Gainesville. Auburn's the three-point favorite. Who do you like? I think Auburn's a really good team. They have one of the best resumes uh, in college football. Here's the thing. I I I rarely trust freshmen um, quarterbacks, and he's burned me before, right, Bo Nix, because I yeah. thought he would like falter already. But at some point, I think as a freshman, just remembering when I was like a 17 years old, you, you, you lose focus and you can't get it done. I'm going to pick Florida to win this game too. Plus I have a vested interest. Like my sister's a Gator. Yeah. Her husband is a, a Bengal tiger from LSU. If they would both be undefeated, Ooh. I get to watch a household in straight yeah. chaos the next weekend. So I'm pulling for Florida. That would be outstanding. Uh, set up for that game. Uh, I have a vested interest and I don't like the Gators because it's Florida State Seminole, <laughs> but even saying that, I think Emery's right. I think everybody's kind of on Auburn. They've been so good, but I think this will be the toughest environment. Although Bo Nix did go into Texas A&M, but I don't think Texas A&M is that good. Right. So I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't think there's going to be a ton of offense. I think there might be a couple big plays here or there. And I would go with kind of the safer pick. And Kyle Trask hasn't played a lot of football, but he's been around a lot. He's controlled. He's kind of made better decisions so far this season. So I'm going to lean with the Gators getting a field goal as well. The Iowa-Michigan game is fascinating because Jim Harbaugh, if he doesn't win this game, I'm t- I don't like I can only imagine the outcry from Michigan fans. Like it was the rest of the country saying, hey, this guy's overrated. Michigan for like, no, no, he's not. But if he doesn't win this game at home. If he doesn't win this game, he's fired. No, he's not gonna be fired. He's fired. No, no way, not not not, not not midseason. But not point, midseason. But I would say like, all right, if he doesn't win this game and he doesn't beat Ohio State. The Ohio State. He like, will that not be back. For, he will not be back. Right. If he loses this game, but he beats Ohio State, that would be enough to save him. It might be enough to save his job. If he loses this game, yes. and he's going to lose to Ohio State. Can we keep that real? Yeah. Okay. He's fired. All right. What do you think happens in this game? Do you think he survives? I think he wins. You do? Yeah, I do. Man, I think Iowa's a really good defense. I've been burned three times by Michigan mm-hmm. this season. I picked him to win the Big Ten. I'm wrong about that one. <laughs> Uh, against Army, I was like, yeah, they'll be fine. I was wrong about that. They were, the tackling issues were real and they carried over. I was wrong about them against Wisconsin. I'm going to take Iowa in this spot. Iowa's defense is really good. Nate Stanley is probably one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the country. I just think, I think the disaster continues for, um, get Michigan. It'll be get ugly. That resume working. For- All right. I got a good one for you. Uh. Michigan State on the road in Columbus against Ohio State as a 20 point underdog. That's such a big number. It's a massive number. Um, Ohio State has not looked like they could be tripped up. I, I mean, know. I know they haven't played a whole heck of a lot of people. Cincinnati, is that their best opponent yeah, thus far? Shut them out. Um, nothing. I mean, goodness gracious. Uh, take the points. Take the points take at Michigan, Michigan State? State yeah, because right, yeah, I think that number's good. way too All big. Right. Um, lastly, this game. I'm taking Virginia Tech. Shut up. I am. Are you really? I am. Look, not to win. Not to win. No, but it's 14 points. Yeah. Miami has not but shown. It's in me. Miami. You got humidity. You got Virginia Tech is a Bro, disaster. That stadium Virginia is going to be. Virginia Tech got worked by Duke That's... at home. Wounded animals are sometimes the most dangerous ones. <laughs> that is true. Allow me to cliche my way into this one. Um, the stadium is going to be like a half full. 
right? Yes. It's they true. they looked less than like enthusiastic to be on the field and the last time Central I saw Michigan them. Michigan by five. Correct. Um, and I do think Virginia Tech is going to be motivated. Like if if you can't be motivated after you get pummeled by Duke, like you know that they're going to come out swinging. And I think the Hurricanes will win. Hopefully, it won't even be close. But I do think they can stay inside that fourteen. I think the Canes get back on track. I think they roll. Uh, to an easy, uh, to an easy win. I think they cover. Uh, let's do some Donkey Kong talk. All right. <laughs> what? Don- what? What are you talking about? Mike Gundy, head coach at Oklahoma State, somehow tied in QB growth with the classic arcade game. Here he is. Have a listen. The more you do something, you know, new video game comes out, and the more you play it, you're a lot better. I mean, it's it's really the same thing, same concept. Did you ever play Donkey Kong? <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. Like when you started on Donkey Kong, you could never get past the the the, the elevator lever. Frogger. Way off Frogger or, or Defender, but 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 really Donkey Kong's a better example because you you know you had the barrels and then you had the the uh, the the structure and then the third level was the was the uh, elevators and that that's third jump you had to make to get up to get over. It took a while, but after you did it, you know, 50, 60 times, you could make that jump and then you were set. You had a chance to set the high score. It's that jump. It was that jump, you know, the timing that you had to have. <laughs> How serious he is. He's on the barrels. No, I'm joking. He's not on the barrels. <laughs> the barrels is easy. That's the easy one, you know. Um, that's where you yeah. – but anyway, we'll get off Donkey Kong. Um, he, uh, he He's doing fine. He, he's on the structure now, and he's conquering that, and he's, he's working to get to the elevators and – uh, he's probably passed the first jump. The second one's not as bad. The third one's a tough one. He's not going to let that go. You've been playing Donkey Kong no. recently. This seems very vivid in your mind. Uh, I do, yes, I do. I'm a closet Donkey Kong guy, so apparently uh, not anymore. Well, open. When you compete with you, when you compete with your, um, you don't have kids old enough, right? Well, my kids are old enough, and I can't compete with them in any of the games they play. <laughs> so I have to try to get them to play Donkey Kong periodically because. I'm I'm pretty good at Donkey Kong. Yeah, there should be a Godfather's Pizza <laughs> on um, on uh, uh, Reno Avenue in Midwest City, and I'd ride my bike up there and uh, play Donkey Kong all the time. Set the high score. Love it, Donkey Kong. Imagine that kids riding their bikes. Nowadays, nobody rides a bike anywhere. Isn't that amazing? All right, what? Let's, let's okay. talk about tech. We're off on all kinds <laughs> of stuff. They did go on a tangent right there. Uh, the amount of like breakdown there the seriousness of his conversation pretty interesting that man has played a lot of donkey kong i can relate in that i have no chance in Fortnite, madden 2k any of those games so think about the complexity of what they have to do with the control oh bro like the amount of different like there's four directions donkey kong there was only forward and back and then the jump button that was it it's four like so there's four directions there are two directional sticks there are four buttons and then there are four buttons up here right you got to hit and so like these kids are like cranking 90s and Fortnite and like i can't do it so anytime I see a Pac-Man machine. Yep. Like sometimes, you know, we go on vacation, you go to the ice cream shop and there's an old school Pac-Man machine sitting there. Yeah. I'll bring out like work them $10 worth of quarters and we're going to sit here for like 40 <laughs> minutes and daddy's going to tear you up. Yep. Exactly. Yes, right. Sometimes my, my favorite all time was breakout. Did you ever do breakout? Breakout. Remember where they had the ball that would go up and it would hit the wall. Of oh, sure. Yeah. And then you would just slide the thing sure. back and forth. Sure. I love that. Like that was the ultimate hand eye cord. Yeah. And once you yeah. broke through, it could go up top. And <laughs> exactly. And it would get the back yeah. end. Yeah. That was one of my favorites of all time. So I love talking about the old school video games. Good job from Mike Gundy there. Do your kids ride bikes? Uh, they actually do. We live in a neighborhood that's extremely safe. There aren't that, there's not that much traffic. Right. So we can act, and there's actually sidewalks. 
So their only roads they have to cross aren't busy, and they can ride their bike up to like the pool. They can ride their bike to get a snack. So, so they they, they ride it as means of transportation, or they, my kids ride bikes. Like they go right. out and they'll, they'll get up and down the yeah. block. They'll but just do it around. The it place. was a mode of transportation for us. Like you right. got on your bike went and you beach. were gone. Yeah, yeah. Went to the park to like, play basketball. They, my kids have no idea what that's. No, about. give me a ride. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what? <laughs> you got to take me over here. Yeah. And by, let me just explain. It's only like 200 yards how far they have to bike. Yeah, I think further than that, they're like, give me a ride. Right. It's kids nowadays. All right, welcome back to Canel and Bell. Let's take a look at some NBA shooting forms okay. of several players who have struggled to this point in their career uh, for different reasons, right? They've all had their different um, respective woes as it comes to shooting the ball. Let's start with Alonzo. Very unique shooting technique that he came out of high school in UCLA where he comes real across the body. You see some of these older footage when he was on the Lakers. Yeah. It really like came from the opposite hip. Yeah, it came from one hip and it's it's got like a it's got like a jerk and it looks really rushed at the top. Um And okay. this was my big concern for him coming out of college was would he be able to get this shot off right. against NBA defenders? Right. So he obviously has been concerned about it. He's had some success, hasn't been brutal. 31.5% three-point shooter. Let's have a look at his newer technique, which we have seen him unveil with New Orleans. Now, I was getting mad at Joey because I was like, this is a little bit better, but I still think it's not a pure shooting stroke. Much smoother stroke. It is. Um, you do like it It's better. hard to see from here. I would imagine that that ball still is across his face a little bit, maybe in, in front of his face, not so much on his left hip. But the shot itself has much less like herk and jerk in it. And I, I'm a believer in your 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 and your form as long as it as long as it's yours and it's repeatable. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you could shoot the ball with a lot of different forms. But when you're dealing with different timing issues on your shot, and that last one was kind of herky jerky, mm -hmm. like that's where you get really inconsistent. And this one is really smooth. Look how smooth it is. Just yep. wop wop. It's one, two. It's really efficient. The other one, like, was a lot of wasted movement. And if you looked at his legs on the other one, like, they were really flailing forward. Like, it was taking a lot of leg motion for him. Well, this one's a little bit cleaner from his lower body perspective. Let me, it would take me back to the last one. Yeah, he's straight up and down. Can yeah. we go back to the, to the, the old one with the, no, go back to the, to the first shot of the new shot. I think it'll loop around when you get behind him. Yeah. Yeah. This one right here. Straight up and down. That one looks effortless. Very little leg kick. Um, so the head. It, you see how he lands yeah, like, like a foot two, and a half forward? Yeah, I was going to say two feet. Your head is like the heaviest part of your body, right? Mm -hmm. So if you kick your legs forward, the gravity is going to be pulling your head backwards, which means you're sapping momentum from the shot. Most of them come up short and flat. Mm -hmm. If you can go straight up and down, you got a better chance to get good arc on the ball. So that's a much better look for, for Lonzo. All right. I would, would you – so when I talk about football, and granted there are different motions, I think this is a tweak. I don't think this is a total different look. It's not an overhaul, right. Um. Will he be able to do this under pressure? Like, yes. and Bale is doing. All yes. right, so that's a good thing. Cause yeah. I think it's sometimes in football, I said, Oh man, it's great, but you're going to revert back in a game to what you've always done your entire life. But if this is a tweak, then I think it's doable. I think it's a tweak and he was already a very willing shooter. Like yeah. he wasn't bashful about it. So yeah. I think it's easier for a guy who's not bashful. All right. Let's have a look at Markel Fultz, who it's been different, right? He's had injuries. He had the two S deal that he's working with. I mean, this was oh. painful to watch from last. Oh, that's year. not the new one. That's no, no, the, no, oh, oh, that was a new one. one. I mean, this is a oh. free throw and he could hardly get, get it up. up. Yeah. And it was painful to watch, uh, him try to get, <laughs> it was like oh. Charles Barkley's golf. Swing. Yeah. That there was, was like a hitch. I shouldn't have laughed. I felt there. I was feeling terrible for him no. last year. So that's his old one, which was laughable. It was really, I mean, it was really bad. So let's see if we can get a look at it. He was 26% from three at his career. And it was embarrassing. Take that off, bad. please. I, can't yeah, I know it, it is. Like you, you, and if you're Marco Fultz, you should never look at it. All right, so here he is at the free throw line. Okay, smoother. Yep. Uh, I need to see another one. Let's see one, two, yep. three, four. 
Yeah. The ball roll. Smooth. Much no, smoother. No hitch. I mean, he Much literally smoother. had a hitch. I don't think I've ever seen that. And then here he is backed up a little bit working around the three-point line. Yeah, that's that's much smoother, um, much less. See, I think he's a better shooter when he doesn't think about it, and that right. that would be off the bounce probably for him. I don't know that he's a great catch and shoot dude anyway. But I worry. Listen, here's why I worry about him. It's not the it's the it's not the form. It manifests itself in form, but it's, it's not. It's a mental thing. Right. That's what I worry about with him. I mean, it's, I was kind of joking about it, but Charles Barkley's golf swing is a mental thing. Yeah, and that's what you saw last year. Now, hey, it's in practice. There's no pressure. Sure, you can go out there and do it, but in a game. What happens then? That's why I need to see it from him. Like, Correct. it's good in practice, well, it's a good start, and the, maybe repetition, and you see some go in, you can forget about those shakes or right. whatever you want to call them. Right. But from what you're seeing now, like, yeah, it looks good. But all, all we can judge it off is what he, what work he's done in the offseason to correct the form issues, and that it looks like he's done the work to correct those. The, the next question is the hurdle is can you get over mental the mental you know aspect of it, and that remains to be seen. All right, so let's look at the Sixers' Ben Simmons, who – was dared by everybody he played where they would sit back inside the paint and say, go ahead and shoot it. And he mm. actually was afraid to shoot it then. And it was some of his formulated from the lefty. This is the old form that you're looking at. Ugh. Ugly. Yeah, that's just a – oh, look at that left leg I, kicking out. His body is twisting. Like, see, he comes off of that. Uh, look how it twi he's twisted. Yeah, it's it's definitely not pretty. And falling all over the place, there's absolutely no balance. Terrible balance. Whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, elbow like out all the way out to the side. All right, let's get rid of it. I can't watch those bad shots like that. They hurt. Uh, all right. Now let's look at the new one. So this is uh -huh. in a pickup game, which you see a little bit more of a natural flow, which I like. Ooh, it's just stepping up. Uh, yeah, much better uh, balance. Pretty smooth. His elbow, I guess that'll always be a thing for him where it's way out to the side. Mm -hmm. That looks way smoother, though. Um, yeah. I need to see what his lower body looks like when he shoots it coming off that. See, that's hard. Still, that's a tough step back, but still leaning way back. Right. I I hate to see people shoot the ball um, and they're always on one foot and falling away when they when they come down. Right. Whether, whether there's defense there or not, whether it's out of like necessity or not, you're always landing on your right leg if you're a lefty and kind of falling away from the basket. It's hard to repeat motions uh, like that. These guys are so gifted that they can do it. Like I said for him this year, it's a smoother shot. There's no doubt about it. And he's more willing to take it. And that's what I wanted to see from him. A willingness to step up there and confidently and stroke the ball. Pick up game. You know, like what does he do in an arena when LeBron's sitting in there and like under the basket yeah. saying, go ahead. That's the next step. Exactly. That's the next step. I'll uh, tell you like this. I, I became um like a good shooter in my NBA career, right? Um, confident shooter. Like, give me a look, I'm right. ready to go. Avery Johnson, when he coached the Mavs would play like a mind game with me and put like Dirk Nowitzki on me because I wasn't really dribbling it or anything. Right. And Dirk half the time wouldn't come out like to guard me, like almost disrespectful. And it even played mind games with me. And I was a willing shooter. That was my only job. Right. Right. But seeing someone disrespect you like that, you're like, wait a minute. Like it gives you pause for a second. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It does. Funny. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, oh, this is a great conversation, but what are you guys talking about? Make sure you go check it out. We'll put the, uh, the footage on YouTube, uh, uh, CBS Sports HQ or Canel and Bell YouTube page, Canel and Bell YouTube page, CBS Sports HQ YouTube page. Go see that. We'll put this conversation up there. Add some of those, uh, things. How about, um, I think. Lonzo will have the best results 
after watching these three, yeah. are you on board? I'm with on board with you. Somebody else. Will? I'm on board with you. I think it'll go Lonzo, um, and then it'll Simmons. go Ben. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Markel. I just uh, you got to show me Bubba. I hope I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, that's that looks a little bit more serious. Um, James Harden, uh, CBS Sports HQ, put out a video of him yesterday. I texted you guys. I was like, huh, this is pretty interesting. Posted his new. Uh, we posted his new move. And you break it down in slow-mo, and the question is asked, is this a travel? And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on James Harden's new move. If you start really slowing it down slow-mo, start counting them, it does look like three steps. Do you think it is a travel or no? Uh, that one I thought was clean. Yeah, that like, one I don't look, think that that's a travel. Right. Let's see. All right, still bouncing. No, See, all right, first of all, I have no damn idea what a travel is. What a travel <laughs> yeah, it's is. It's like anymore. pass interference. No idea. In the NFL, it's like a catch. Yes. You can't tell. But here's what they've done. And this is why James and all these guys now are so they good. They let him get away with it. Not only that, but there's this gray area and a lot of the trainers work on it in the gather. They call the gather. It's when you, when you've actually, you know, gotten possession of the ball after picking it up off the dribble. So if you pick it up right away, you've gathered it. Now you're allowed the one, two. If you're already kind of taking one of your steps as you're gathering prior to the actual, uh, gather, now you're afforded two more steps. That's the predicament they put officials in, right? Like, have I gathered the ball yet? And if I haven't, although I'm in the process of taking a step, I now get two more steps. So for that reason, I have no idea. I don't either. I think he'll get away with it. I know I can't do it. <laughs> right. I tried yesterday. Right. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Yeah. You're trying the new move. Well, I was, tr- I was actually in the backyard with my kids. Um, working on my 10-year-old who's, who's starting to uh, – working on him learning how to bounce out with just a little sidestep to get his jumper off to create a little space. Um, and, I, and I talk him through it, and I'm like, yo, dude, like it's easy. Look, you can do this. And then I try to do it, and I'm like, man, not so easy. <laughs> right. Like if that's not part of your game and you're just trying to learn a new skill, right? not that easy. Which is pretty uh, – yeah. a credit to him for coming up with that one. All right, as we finish out the show with a little Raja versus reference, we do this every week. And it's a redemption. It's fun. So there are 12 guys, right? 12 guys posted mm-hmm. on NBA reference website, and they're kind of just random anonymous NBA guys. Some guys superstars, some guys who you hardly even know who they are. Yeah. I'm amazed at how many you get every week. Joey has set the number at what? Seven and a half is the over under? Seven and a half. So let's unveil the faith. 12 players from here. All right, let's start top left. This was we use we take them right. Oh, right. what? I what have, do we got? I am done. I have no idea. Uh, I got Terry Rozier. Boom! You got that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? This we just took this straight yeah, from okay. the site. Right, right, right. Okay. So you got Terry Rozier. Um, I got me you know in the, the middle. Guy well, I don't know why you're. You look like you're five foot two. That's fantastic. Because somehow your face is like down below everybody else's. I don't know what the like. Yeah, the, what is that? I, I don't know. It's because it was such an old picture. Maybe. <laughs> right, um, so we got two. I don't know. Let's see. The dude over there, Malcolm. What's his name? He comes in for the Lakers all the time. He's like a math teacher somewhere. What position? Um, are you he's looking? all the way over in the top right corner. Is that? I don't uh, know who you're thinking of. Andre That's, Ingram. Yeah, is Andre Ingram? Is that his name? Yeah. I think so. All right, yeah, that's a guy, right? He comes in on 10 days for the Lakers, scores a bunch yes, of points. Yes. yes. Um, let's go. I know the big guy. Give Larry. Him credit for that. Third guy sure. from the left top is Larry. Uh, yeah, you are right in the first name. He got in trouble, man. He got kicked out the league for some some stuff. Um, what's his last name? Sanders. Larry Sanders. I'm terrible. You know who's in between him and uh, Terry Rozier? Um, nah, who's that? Jared Cunningham. Jared Cunningham. Temple? Joey? Oregon <laughs> Huh? Oregon State? Oregon State. I'm done. Ronnie Brewer, I know him down in a corner. 
Got that one. Um, yeah, the rest of them, you can have it. <laughs> All right, next to Ronnie Brewer, you got, oh, we'll go backwards there, bottom. Brandon, Brandon Rush. I should have known that. Isaiah Briscoe. Nemanja Bijalika. Belitza. Belitza. Nope. CJ Williams. No. Earl Barron. And then top row, right to left, Andre Ingram, Vince Edwards, you, Larry Sanders, Jerry Cunningham, Terry Rose. Well, you were way off today. Wait a minute. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. Now, now, wait a minute. You're telling me that's up right now. So if I look that up right now, if I look that up right now, that's what's going to come up. Here's what happened. I'll give you the full disclosure of what happened. They usually rotate it like every 24 hours. And usually Joey gets them from the morning of the show. But we had one of our boys in the office tell us. That's basketball reference right now. No, 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 no. I promise. This is what happened. One of our guys came up and said, hey, Raja was up on reference two days ago. So we did use one that was old because you were look, on there. Like, look that's at this. cool. Jeff, oh, yeah. Jeff Hornacek. Oh, yeah. Well, anybody Brian can name Co- Jeff Hornacek. I could have named him, too. Oh, go off for that. Let me see it. <laughs> Jeff Hornacek, Brian Cook. <laughs> Joey, you got it up right now? Do that, bro. It's not even right up one. Oh, you can't get it. You can't go and pull a different one. You don't it's get what's up right reset. now. You don't get a free reset. You guys are just going to scour uh, the basketball reference for the hardest <laughs> one for me to get? All right. We'll have to do this another time. We'll make sure. This one will give you a pass. But seven and a half was the number, and it it's did ridiculous. not even come close. Uh, all right. Well, that's under protest. All right. Let's look at some leftovers. There was something I've been dying to get to. We love golf. Yeah. Right? There's a golfer who was playing on the South Korean tour. And he was banned. We get suspensions all the time. Vontez Perfect was suspended the rest of the season for this awful hit mm-hmm. that he almost took out a guy's head. Yeah. We see another guy suspended for violations uh, on the football or NBA. Usually there are a few games. Baseball gets 60 games sometimes. That's a massive suspension. This golfer got banned for three years. So you're like, all right, did he murder somebody? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, did he like? What did he do? All he did. I don't say all he did. I don't take this lightly. There should have been some discipline. Somebody took a picture of him during his backswing as he was teeing off. Yeah. He turned around to the crowd and flipped him off. Flipped him the bird. That's all he did. That was yeah. what he did. Here is a, here's a look at it. Pretty quick. Looked at him. Pounded his club. Gave him another dirty look. Oh. That's it. Oh. Flipped him off. Kept looking. Now, does he go in and fight him? No. Because I was like, maybe if he would have. Because I thought maybe the first time I watched this, did he go in the stands? Or launched the club at yes. him? Or I don't know culturally. Like, I don't know. Like, if that, right. I, I don't know. Like if it holds, like just he ended mess. up winning the tournament. He won the tournament. <laughs> he did. I know. I why. mean, this guy did at one time have his PGA Tour card. Um, what do you think Taylor made in Hoban and Summit and all of those? Like, what do you think all those sponsors do? We can't play for three years. That's brutal. That's going to cost him a ton that's, of money. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, this is South Korea, not North Korea. Like yeah, North right, Korea. No, yeah, all right, yeah. maybe maybe that way they wouldn't let anything fly. Right. Again, I think this is way over the top uh, for that type of punishment to ban. I feel bad for him. Like. Hey, you would have suspended him for a couple tournaments, three tournaments. I think that would have been harsh. What's the appeals process? There's no union. I know. What do you do? I have no idea. But Biochem is going to have a long way to go to come back. There are other tours, so maybe that's what he does. Yeah. Good trying to play on another tour out there. Um, Tyler Eifert lives in Delray Beach. I don't know if you knew that. The offseason, the Cincinnati Bengals tight end. Every once in a while, hit me up on Instagram. I'll say, hey, man, looks familiar. The stomping grounds. Good dude. Yep. Uh, He was playing on Monday Night Football for the Bengals in that disastrous game. A guy apparently put a prop bet on him to catch the first touchdown of the game. And you can see the odds of it, plus 1,400. The guy put 100 bucks that he would catch the uh, touchdown pass there to score the first touchdown of the game. So Ty Leifert had a touchdown pass, had it in his arms, and dropped it. Oh, oh, oh. So the guy screen-grabbed the bet and then hit up Tyler Leifert and said, hey, man, 
it's all good. I'm still a fan, but you cost me 1400 bucks." Explains what happened and then says, you're very underlooked, undervalued in the betting world. But if you want to send me 1500 bucks, go ahead and let me know. I'll have PayPal, Venmo, and Cash App, whichever one you want to use. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, good play, my Nick dude. Tyler Eifert paid him? <laughs> Hell no. And you didn't lose $1,400, my dude. That's you right. You lost $100. Would you pay him the 100 even I still? wouldn't have paid him. <laughs> no. I don't even think Tyler Eifert. Worthy effort, though. I'd laugh at the text. Yeah. Yeah, but come oh, on. Oh, no, it was yeah. funny. And he posted it. It was a funny yeah. moment. Yeah. And the guy probably, I'm hopefully, the guy was doing it as a joke. Right. Like, you know, hey, I probably, yeah, sure. with him. Right. I hope so. Percy Arvin uh, from University of Florida sure. had a very interesting NFL career up and down. He was doing a thing with Bleacher Report the other day where he said he was high before every game. It's pretty insane when you think about it. I know there's a lot of guys that smoke. Yeah. And I'm not naive. I know a lot of guys. I didn't see anybody that was doing it before games. Maybe there were. But to say you were doing it every game, I don't know how you function out there. How long do you have to be at the, at the stadium before the game? Two hours before. So he's have to find a way to do that in the stadium. Well, yeah, I mean, you can go out to your car. I mean, you can't even go out to your car. That's what I'm saying. Like, you yeah. got to have a spot that you get to in the bowels of that stadium where you know you can burn one. Yeah. Because that was pre, like, gummies, pre-edibles. <laughs> you had to roll that or or pipe it up. Yeah. I don't know. He didn't have a bong in there, did he? I don't think so. I, I think an NFL perfect. team would I would love to know. I would love to have. Can <laughs> exactly. we get him on? Joe, can we get I Percy call, on? I'll work yes. on it. I call BS. You call BS on that? We'll have to get Percy Arvin and get, get him in here. I know some guys in the NBA played every game, probably. Really? Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's getting more prevalent. I've actually read an article there that said people use it to work out. They're, they have better workouts with it. Really? News to me. I don't know. but yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Whatever works for you. Uh, we'll have to try to reach out to Percy Arvin and see if we can get him on here. That's a wrap for us. I'm going to be in New York, but I'm still going to be on the show via Skype. Fingers crossed the connection is good. We'll see you tomorrow.